We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. It's cold out there every day. What do you think this is, Miami Beach? Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. This is Kirk Henderson, and I am sad. Um, I'm having a drink, Patrick. Might have had one or two already, but you wouldn't know that because I am a professional. Uh, so, if you haven't, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, go listen to Josh Bow and I. We just talked about, I don't know, probably the longest postseason pod, post game pod that we've had this year, where we really kind of get into the nitty gritty. Uh, the Mavericks lost to the Clippers 104 97. Um, and for me, it boils down to this you know, two things happen at once. Kawhi Leonard went into God mode, which was really impressive and a sight to behold. He was just outstanding. Uh, and then the rest of the Mavericks um, passed Luka, and, and to a certain extent, even Kristaps Porzingis really showed that they weren't good enough. Um, I don't know how to, there were just all sorts of little moments. Uh, the Mavericks, you know, scored only nine points off of 14 Clipper turnovers. Um, lots of just, just missed opportunities. And I am, I, I just, I find myself very, just very frustrated, I think, by that, by that loss, which is what we're here for. We're here to talk it out. Um, I, I'm, I have a couple of bugaboos that I'm going to try not to, to harp on too much, but you know the two segments of the game without Luca minutes. They won round one in uh, in the start of the second quarter, and then in the start of the third quarter they lost uh, those minutes. Um, they they got outscored by six points in less than two minutes because uh, the the offense um, 
was they didn't have a they just don't have a true playmaker for that second team. Uh, Brunson missed bad shots and then hung out hung his teammates out to dry, and I'm 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 very very disappointed in his play. Um, he is so good in the limited role that they put him in. And then when he's asked to do anything differently, he just isn't that guy yet. Maybe he will be. He's very impressive overall, but I just find myself very frustrated by him and all the other role players who could not hit shots. Um, I felt that Luca was a little too uh, passive this game, uh, but finding guys for looks, you have to connect. There were all sorts of guys that were afraid to take shots. Maxi Kleba needs to not see the floor a single minute in this game if he's going to pass up open threes. Uh, anyways, we'll just start bringing people on and we'll talk about it. Let's keep this. I don't want to say brief. I don't want to cut anybody off, but you know what I mean, guys. This is just like, what are we going to do? Beat a dead horse. But that's what we're here for, we're here to talk it out, feel a little better. So coming up first, I'm going to bring on Christian. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? Or I put myself on mute. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't have much to say. I mean, it, it's nice having this community. Talked, uh, you know, with Dalton X. Uh, Josh made me feel a little bit better. But, you know, it, every game, you know, there was so many different things. I think a lot of the officiating was tough. Uh, but really, a lot of it came down to turnovers as well. Um and, you know, every game, I think I've kind of been, well, that's after the first two, obviously we played well then, but I've just told myself, like, I have a good feeling that, you know, these, these role players are going to come out and, you know, not be amazing, but play their role, maybe hit their season averages and, you know, things like that. Uh, and every game I've been proven wrong. And so, yeah. you know, I think 37 shots was too little last game. Um, and I'd almost, you know, I agree. Luca was too passive, especially when he would get in the lane and he's kind of got a layup or a little floater and pass it out. Yeah. Um, but man, it's just, it's frustrating. Uh, just, just tough. Um, you know, still, I'll always believe in Luca and think we have a chance. It's not like I'm just completely right. giving up, but right. I, I, I I've given up on these the gut punch players. Yeah, it's tough, but you know that's all I got. Uh, appreciate is always bringing me up, and uh, you know, have a good. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, I do want to make a point just so we don't kick the shit out of this specific point over and over again. I am not a refs guy. I was in the 2000s. It was not fun. Being a reps person sucks. Let us, let's just, just as a group, agree that we did not like the calls, but the calls are not why Dallas lost. Um, that, that just has to be out there. Uh, that said, I, I would be, I'm very, you know, Luca, this is the, the, Luca's earned a lot of this. Talked a lot of shit for 72 games and, and he doesn't get calls now and might not till next year. Um, I, 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 God, I'm so irritated. Try not to get too revved up. But that's what we're here for. Okay, coming up next, my guy Sean. How you doing, Sean? Uh, frustrated is a good word to describe it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing I'm most frustrated about, and I think this is going to be a point for everyone, you know, the role players, but 
the lack of awareness to just not understand what they're bad at. You know, with Maxi, it was, you know, instead of shooting a wide open three, deciding to dribble and I think he airballed or got blocked on a mid range shot. You know, uh, Jalen Brunson not understanding how to throw a lob pass. Like, that looked like it was the first lob pass he ever threw. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's so it's so wild. He it's, hit the it's... top of the backboard with it. <laughs> I forgot about that and all the things that happened. I needed this. <laughs> I <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That was just kind of a it feels like a lot of and this has been a thing all year where it feels like they need to be reminded that of how to play basketball. Yeah. And, you know. Well, this was a game. I'm going to look through. I'm looking through the followers. So my man Akiva has been critical of Rick. And I, I want to I want to give him some flowers tonight and props. This was a game where I thought Rick didn't do a good job. <laughs> uh I I don't want to say he got out coached, but I don't agree with a lot of the tactical choices that they made. Um asking yeah. Dorian Finney Smith to make a decision out of a Luca trap is crazy to me. And that just happened over and over and over and over again, particularly with Kawhi on. And I am I've crushed KP for a year. Uh, that would have been, I just, I don't understand why there aren't more high KP screen rolls. KP gave some really his best quotes of the year in this post game tonight about how he's just doing his best. And that made like, it warmed my cold dead heart to see, to hear him say that. But for once I was kind of like, man, he needs to be like, why the hell am I hanging out over here in the corner? Anyways, I'm sure we're going to talk about this person to person, but it's just, it's, it's a thing and it's making me mad and I don't know what to do with it. Maybe it's a system thing, you know. I mean, this has been a problem for a couple of years. They allow certain players to just kind of do what they they want, and then other players have a more defined role. You know, Wes Matthews comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is where I am more of a front office guy because if you give a guy one way players, they perform one way. And so it it just is sort of the nature of this team to a degree. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, with Luca being the only ball handler, you know, there's not so Bingo. much, they can do, but bingo, that's kind of the big one for me. They have to find a secondary ball handler. Um, Luca needs really to go. Matter for... What else they do in the off season. If they don't find a secondary ball handler, yeah. they're kind of in the same spot they are this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this, the three games that we've lost to the Clippers, there have been like instances of where it was like, oh, that's why we didn't want to play the Clippers <laughs> because they're just they're really good at limiting the Mavericks the Mavericks strengths and then exploiting their weaknesses. So, yeah, I mean, well, thank you, Sean. What else, you got anything else for us? Well, the last thing I was going to say is they kind of remind me of the Bad Boy P- Pistons in a way to uh, for Michael Jordan, just mm-hmm. kind of they're in the way, and once Luca finally gets past them, you know, hopefully amazing things will happen. It's going to be pretty funny that he has 13 career, at least, you know, 
win, lose, or draw, they're on, on basketball reference, he's gonna have thirteen career playoff games, all of them against the Clippers. Yeah. And that's just that's an odd thing. So And he's shredding them. Uh, well thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. No, thank you. Thanks for doing all, right. all this. Yes, sir. All right. Coming up next, got my guy Doug, who probably Well, the thing that uh, I'm most frustrated with um, right now is fourth quarter Mavs. Um, Five out of the six fourth quarters, uh, the Mavs have lost, and you can't do that against the Clippers. Mm. Uh, They're just too good down the stretch. And the crazy thing is with about three and a half minutes to go, the Mavs were down 100, or I think it was 90 to 88. It was two points. I don't know what it was. But it was down two points, and Maxi missed a three at that point. Uh, about, and then at one minute, we were down 10. Um, again, there hasn't been the same kind of collapses in the fourth quarter. Some of it has just been inconsistent play. But I think that's what I'm most frustrated right now, is the overall fourth quarter, what's happening. Have they won a couple of those games? Sure. Uh, but uh, losing five of six fourth quarters is not a recipe for beating the Clippers in a seven-game series. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, man, I, and that's a tough pro- one. Pr- probably my own, uh, other thing is this, and I'm I'm not a big – we you know, the Mavs need to, you know, get uh, – you know, kind of shut down the offense and get KP shots, but I don't like the whole idea of just uh, the – Clippers being able to just eliminate your second best, you know, second highest score, maybe not second best score, but second highest score and just say, okay, he's not, he's not going to be doing much here. And yeah, is that, and is that, is that on KP too? Absolutely. But I also think that there's something that, um, that comes from either what Rick is doing, who, who, you know, the rotations he's playing. I don't know what it is. I don't have solutions on it, but it frustrates me to say, if if you know decoy is not the best use of him on the floor if he's going to be on the floor there has to be something better than that well tonight was a great example of non luka mavericks not fucking passing it to kp i was screaming at dudes to pass the ball to kp boban missed him repeatedly brunson in his limited minutes at point guard missed him repeatedly um i thought kp did a really nice job moving and he was rewarded a few times but not near enough because, again, he, he you know, the, the one thing I did like that what the Mavericks did is I really did like their defense. This is, the, the, you know, the Clippers scored 28 points in the paint after getting just more raw, like the Mavericks have been getting killed in the paint. And some of that's Boban, some of that's KP. Like, Boban just being huge helps, but KP is like the backline sweeper, you know, cleaning up little bits of mess behind, behind uh, uh, Boban. Was, was pretty effective. I mean, KP got his hand on a lot of balls. He had three steals. He had a block. And so I like the defense. What I don't like, it feels weird in 20, you know, with the offenses we've seen out of the Mavericks to be criticizing their offense. But that's where yeah. we are, right? I mean, I'm much, for, for two games in a row, I'm much more irritated with their offense than I am their defense. Yeah, there was, I again, wasn't keeping count, but there was at least a half a dozen times where the ball moved right. KP was kind of... Uh, you know, left. I don't know if he was all the way out beyond three, and he was wide open. If there was somebody who would have looked and skipped past across to him, he would have been open. Again, I'm not saying he would have 
made the shot or he would have you know done something good with it but it just seems like that there is something that they need to do again i'm not talking about posting up and doing all the things that kp may, might want to do yeah. but but i do think he is being underutilized and and the clippers are probably just real happy that the mavericks are letting him be a decoy We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not the KP's probably further down on the list because I felt like this was just such a team loss with so many different opportunities for them to do something, and then they just didn't. You know? Yeah. Well, my 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 biggest thing is what I said at first. Fourth quarter uh, collapses yeah. is just you can't beat the Clippers, and so I guess the the great thing is the Mavs get to play a seventh game, and it's a one game series, and sure. so those those five out of six you know fourth quarters that they've that they've lost means nothing at this point, but it's just frustrating because this was a game that could have been won if the Mavs would have just played good in the fourth. Not great, but good in the fourth. Well, I thanks for coming up as always. Thanks for having me, Kirk. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, Matt Phillips, Mavs Moneyball contributor. How are you? Matt, you there? Uh, there you go. All right, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, there was like a little delay there. Um, so a couple things for me. One, Maxie's got to be a did not play in Game Seven. Yeah. Like he he just flat out. The Clippers played Zubach five minutes uh, today. They adjusted to the guy they couldn't play and didn't play him. Right. Which I guess Maxie might play five minutes, but I I literally like he just can't play. He's getting toasted on defense. He's not shooting and he's scared. Like. Yeah. It's weird because I don't think I saw him shoot more than maybe three off the dribble mid-range jumpers the entire season. And he took he attempted to take two tonight, and I think he's up to like six or seven in the series, and it just makes no sense. Going along with that, Dorian played really hard tonight. Uh, he, he ended up doing some positive things in the second half, but it is not a good idea. to. I know we don't have a secondary playmaker. But trying to have him be that guy is yep. just—it's just asking him to do something he can't do. And it's a, I mean, it's probably the biggest tactical mistake of the game was letting him continuously screen at the top of the key. I'm glad he hit those three threes in the third quarter, but he has been such a non-contributor on offense for three straight games. And what I want from from Dorian is to catch the ball and to shoot the ball. If he dribbles the ball, it is a Clippers win every dri- single time. Or if he jab steps, a la 2009 yes. Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Like, that's not him. It's either you get the ball and you're open and you shoot. You might attack a closeout with one dribble. But outside of that, like, he, he's quick decision. That's what he's done all year. Uh, I'm actually much more positive uh, now than I was maybe 30 minutes ago. Um, one, I, I really think what this game came down to is Kawhi was the best player on the floor. Like, sure. that's just all there is to it. Luka really was the best good. Uh, I mean, it's it's stunningly like that guy. I mean, you know some of my other comments that I made in the Slack, but even with all of that said, even while I was going, you you just gotta appreciate how fantastic Kawhi was, and I mean, he was just absolutely fantastic. On the note of Kawhi, though, you just mentioned earlier, why don't we run more screening rolls with KP? It, okay, with KP, when Kawhi is on Luca, and he made it, and it was a point he thought through more screens today. Normal, like they did not concede switches as easily as they normally do. KP is the only screen setter the Mavs have that the Clippers also consider switching to stop him 
as opposed to just switching to contain the, the ball handler because they can't let him – because if he screens, he's a good enough shooter. Like if they fight over and, and the the person defending him gives any help at all, then mm-hmm. he is going to be open. He is the only one of our screeners that that bothers them that he can contribute to getting a switch. So as soon as they put Kawhi on Luka and didn't just just concede switches immediately, I don't understand why we didn't then go to just straight up Luka KP screen and roll, screen and pop, whatever you want to do with it. It didn't yeah. make sense. It made sense earlier for him to just chill out and space the floor when Kawhi was guarding him. But once Kawhi was off of him, I don't really understand him still staying outside. Yeah. And like yeah. you mentioned earlier, I feel like he did a really good job. Like I mentioned it several times to you earlier, but I feel like he did a really good job of being alert, of moving, and of just leveraging his size in in the zone. And I thought he played really well defensively. Yeah. It needs to be said because I crush him on this. And I, I – yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's little things. I, I the, the rebounding stats, like people pick at that when – I pick at his rebounds as an example of hustle – but when the team are really kind of effort, but the team lost the rebounding battle by two and I'm okay with that. Like that's kind yeah. of a toss up at that point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's pretty much, I mean, that's, that's really it is. Like I said, I mean, I would play Powell a little more. I, I cannot believe this. If you had told me this year, it wouldn't have been as bad, but if, actually, honestly, even this year, if you had told me that I would prefer for Dwight Powell to play in a game seven in the playoffs over Maxi, because I feel that Dwight Powell is less of a defensive liability. Yeah. I, I would have told you that you had lost your mind. I love Maxi, but it's just this is the second three right. year. He, he's not right physically, and and they've they've jacked with his role so much. Yeah, like like he needs to just go this off season, whenever that is. Hopefully, much longer down the road, they need to go back and just say, "Hey, you're back to being a second unit rim protector." Like uh, we need you to be bouncy. We need you to be at the rim occasionally switch, but focus on being a rim protector. Cause I think a lot of it has been a mentality issue is that he sees himself as a big wing now, which is mm-hmm. not what he is. Yeah. And I mean, that's really it. Um, there's just that. And so I think it's going to come down to game seven is, sure. is Luca or Kawhi the best player on the floor? And right. I always like our chances with Luca. I mean, it, it's it pretty wild that we're here. It's pretty wild that we're here because I keep going back to that stat that is talk talked about where in the regular season, as regular season guys, the 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 what is the net rating, mm-hmm. the one that yeah the net rating when Kawhi and Paul George were on the floor period was a plus eighteen for one hundred possessions. They destroyed teams, and now at this point, both these guys are playing forty two minutes uh, per game on the floor together, and the Mavericks are hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And so that that should give you a little bit of of hope, um, and like because they, they it, it it upsets people to hear this because they're like oh well we're they're not they're not more talented than than the Mavericks yes they are and everyone it's like knows that, they're more talented than the Mavericks it just it's the truth <laughs> and and so that they're sticking with this is some sort of like combination of outstanding shooting luck act of God and int- and and Tyrone and Tyrone Lou being a bleh coach so <laughs> yeah that's it like I said I still I feel good about our chances in Game Seven. It's just going to come down to can Luca outplay Kawhi, and yeah, like I said, I feel. I mean, it's probably a little more than a coin flip, but I feel confident that he can. I have faith yes. in Luca. Yeah, me too. Thanks, buddy. All right, coming up next, my guy Jose. How are you, Jose? You there? All right. Well, um, try to get the audio, and we'll figure something out when you come back up. Coming up next, Brad, what do you got, Brad? Uh, hey, Kurt. How you doing? 
you know, mediocre. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the big things that stuck out to me today versus our last game was, you know, Kawhi was like one of nine or whatever from three. Right. Uh, well, when we won, and you know, turns out he, you know, was not shitty today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes a difference. Um, but just on the positive side, I thought this was the most involved and active I think KP's played in the series. Um, just defensively, at least, which is great. Um, also, we need someone that can actually handle the ball and just do anything other than Luca because you know the way they're starting to defend him now like no one else can make plays and you know I know you guys were talking about earlier like Maxi like is struggling which I feel like is probably you know I've had an Achilles injury it's not cool like I feel like it's really probably more of a physical thing at least I hope but like I hate to say it but I kind of want some more Jay Rich time on that. Like, at least he can dribble and do something. Can he dribble? Because I watched him dribble into Kawhi Leonard for Uh, one of the Mavs turnovers. Yeah, but, like, would you rather have him dribble against Kawhi or Maxi? I mean, just just as a point of saying, like, (laughs) yeah, I know, but, like, just, just as saying, like he can at least be, you know, rangy, defend. He like makes some bad decisions, sure, but you know, just Maxi just doesn't have it right now. Like, yeah, Kawhi no, he looks Ka- he looks trapped in quicksand. Yeah, Kawhi knows he owns him. Maxi knows Kawhi owns. Like, Kawhi <laughs> owns. Like it's just a foregone conclusion. It's like, oh, I'll do whatever I want. Like at least like put something to like someone in that can handle the ball that's used to doing it. Like asking Max, this is like a classic Mavericks thing. We're asking so many people to do more than what they should do. Yeah, it's just it's just too much for them. Like in this situation, like it just you know even Brunson, honestly, like this is not this is the worst team for him to play against obviously that we can do like people are long he's so undersized even when they're playing this small lineup like we just need to have uh in my opinion i i feel like richton as much as i want to smash on him for being terrible uh, i think he needs maxi's minutes and like that's going to be the way that we make a hopefully positive change going into game seven well, I love the take, Brad, but just let me let me emphasize a part of this. That we're talking about going from one bat, one guy who's not playing well to another guy who's not playing well as the option is yep. kind of my problem with this season. Right. But my, well, yes, but my point is like what else yeah, do you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it just you, needs to yeah. be out there because it's like, ah, oh, you know, I would yeah. do this differently and I would do this differently and like this is like basketball Sophie's choice. <laughs> Yeah, no. I was expecting us to get cooked in like in six games. I was thinking the Clippers would just finish it tonight, like you know, before all this started, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, Lucas was too passive tonight. I think that's like a drawback for him. Like he, like when I saw these shot forty-seven shots, I was like, oh damn, like that was kind of a lot. And I think he felt that. 
And it looked yeah. like he felt that. Like, it looked like he passed out of some things. But he's going to make the smart play, you know. He's going to pass out because that's just makes sense. But yeah. turns out when, you know, we're shooting, God, whatever we shot from three today, like, it just – yeah, Maxi has scored how many points in last like in this series even? But like, oh, he's hit uh, one basket in the last yeah. three games. Yeah, so, he, he had a twelve. <laughs> yes, he had the twelve point first quarter, which was honestly like I was like jumping up and down. I was amazed. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? Uh, but yeah, since then he's done nothing. And yeah. you oh, know, yeah. I, I I I think I really do think it's a physical thing, but. You can tell he's hesitating, and, like, you just can't hesitate. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that kind of goes for the whole team. Well, yeah, Richardson does that a lot, too. But I I just feel like if we have any chance, like, uh, depending on I – don't, I don't think the zone play with Bobon is going to last again. Yeah. Like, Kawhi's too good. Like, I mean, you put him or, or PG in the middle of that zone, and, like, just bad things are going to happen with the shooters sure. they have. Uh, so they're going to, I don't know. I just feel like Maxi might not see the floor much. I, and think, I Rich- think that's definitely true. Yeah, I really Richard- do. Yeah. And then who else do you play? Richardson's going to have to be. I'm available. <laughs> want to let that be known. I'm available to play. Hey, if you can hit a contested, mildly contested three. Yeah. Rick, yeah. Rick might listen. Yeah. All right, Brad, you got anything else? Oh, no, no. That's it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming up, buddy. All right. I'm going to try to get Jose back up here. How you doing, Jose? We'll see if the audio. Yeah, there we audio's go. good. I had to close out the I app and restart it. It happens. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say is that we we had we had the damn game. I mean, in the fourth quarter, we got a lot of a lot of forced turnovers. And, and we just couldn't capitalize on shots going in, and it, it was just so frustrating to to watch. I mean, Luca to me, he looked gassed. I mean, he was just huffing and puffing. Some sometimes you could see sweat dripping down. Like he just looks tired. Well, and, yeah, he uh, is tired. He is also out of, like he's also not in good enough shape. Like this has right. been a season long critique. Like the man, like the the Atlanta Hawks trolls that love to come at me, call him pink face, and it, it makes me laugh now every time because now I just can't unsee it. But the man is not in great cardiovascular shape. That's why he plays this slow. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was gonna say the the bright side is we have Luca. The bright side also to me is if we do lose Game Seven, we just can't pull it out for. The, the lack of role players that we do have is just going to put more pressure on the front office to do something sure. this offseason. So sure. either way, I mean, we could look at it two great ways. We have Luka and then force the damn front office to get him some damn help because this is just ridiculous. We We have a great player. We have a great future. We just need pieces. Yeah. No, and and it's not like I I've you know looking back on what I've talked about for like the last hour because I talked with Josh Bo before this, I'm not even mad. Well, I'm a little mad at Brunson. I'm not even mad at the non Luca players. It's just a thing where they're not quite good enough. 
And right. sometimes that is what it is. And you just have to acknowledge that and move along. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like with, with Maxi guarding Kawhi as our best defensive player on him. Like, <laughs> who, right. who really thinks of him as the best player to be on him? I mean, probably out of our team, but on any other team, Maxi wouldn't be guarding Kawhi at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You got anything else? Um, Game seven, here we come, do or die. Hey, and at least it's an early game. Right. (laughs) A daytime game. So, all right. Well, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Keep going in order. Joel. How you doing, Joel? KP gave good quotes tonight. After our hey. afternoon, afternoon locker room, I was thinking about that when I was reading his quotes. Like, really yeah. really good quotes, and unfortunately, uh, Rick Carlisle decided to open his mouth. What did Rick um, do? I've not read anything from Rick. Uh, no, his quote his quote about getting more shots for KP la- uh, next game, mm. which is just a weird – it's weird timing because it basically confirmed the eye test. Obviously, the eye test was mainly conjecture before. We weren't sure if he just – you know, wasn't demanding the ball or if he was actually being phased out. And basically, Ricardo admitted that he, he he openly was not getting him shots. He de facto was phasing him out. Whether the, and it's, I think that's the reason why we've lost five of six fourth quarters. I think the system with KP as a decoy works through quarters one through three. When the game cramps up in crunch time in the fourth quarter, I don't think that strategy can work. Yeah. I mean, their offense has gone to crap, as Doug pointed out, like four, five out of six games. There's something to that. Yeah, because you, 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 there was, I think, um, you know, a lot of people were mad that they were trying to say that Luka wasn't getting KP the ball. And that actually wasn't really true most of the game. It was like the non-Luka players. But there was about three or four consecutive possessions um, with Luka involved in um, screens with either KP or Dorian at the top of the key in almost every time and every time for like three or four straight possessions he went to Dorian instead of KP who was open for three or four consecutive possessions and it was either a Dorian brick or a Dorian turnover yeah. and it was like yeah. wide open KP and that was the first time where we saw like Luca looking off KP and that was in the fourth quarter when he shouldn't be and, and I, I think once we're getting to that level yeah. We're, we're we're looking them off. We're getting it to Dorian and Maxi. Well, instead of him, that goes him. back to all season though. Like dudes beyond like like I I my point of emphasis over the next several days or two days I guess is really going to be thinking about how Luca has taken some heat for not getting KP the ball because he has the ball a lot, but it's other guys who also don't pass. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean he was cutting so much. Yeah. I mean that this was actually the one game where he played the role that the team's been begging him to play, basically to a T. I mean, there wasn't production necessarily offensively, but I think that was more to do with the fact that it seemed like their decoy scheme was also more obvious to everyone, probably yeah. both to the defense and to everyone watching. So it was, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how we fix our fourth quarter woes moving forward unless we can actually get him involved. Yeah, well, I mean, part of this in, – in, uh... I've been talking for an hour straight, so I can't remember if I've talked about this. Like, we have to give the fact that the Clippers' defense is absolutely awesome. Like, yes. just 
you know, there, there's a, a one of my friends on on Twitter. I'm watching him right now. His name's Glenn. He's, he's like, why don't we, why don't we see more of this KP? And he's posting this video of KP dunking on the Wolves over and over. And he's like, you know, the Wolves don't play this defense. Watch how they switch and recover. They're just good at this stuff. This is why they were thought to be a championship contender. This sort of stuff. It's now. I still don't think they're a championship contender but this now. Is why, but when, this is why Rick is supposed to be the coach. Like this is he's sure. supposed to be the ultimate. You know, counter. Well, who are you playing? But but it's like, what is what is there to counter? So let's we're all kind of playing devil's advocate here. We're like, all right, well they should try this. And as you know, Brad just just talked about. It. He's like, well, we should play more of the other bad player. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what they should do because the team's just kind. Gonna... <laughs> I guess it looks bad on both of them, and in, in a way, because on both KP and Rick, because both with Rick's you know experience and his record and sure. KP, what we've seen of him. The fact that they can't figure out how to make him really an but, offensive weapon at all. But we can't. He can't move though. He's not doing any of the diving. Like now, he cuts baseline, but he rare. Like KP is a seven-three rim runner from the front of the rim. Should be terrifying, and he does not either. He doesn't want to do it, or they're concerned about how him getting hurt. I really think that that is a big part of his usage, because if he gets hurt again. His he he becomes like a, a zero factor. Like we don't talk about it enough because he's thank God healthy at this point. But he has had yeah. fourteen lower body injuries that have resulted in missed time. Fourteen, and and as we've seen from his knee, it's very limiting for him. But he has these moments where he looks brilliant, and it's just enough to keep us going. Hmm, what happened? I guess my question is if we put, if we gave him the same exact shots that we game plan for KP and Max. He, even if they're a little oh, bit yeah. more contested, yeah. he's 7-3. Can no, I agree. Like, a spot-up three, that's all I'm asking for. Like That's a good point. Fair. Like, that's all I'm asking for. Replace those shots. Yeah. He can hit it. He can shoot. If he if Kawhi closes out on him, I'd still rather have him pulling up on a spot up three over Kawhi than Maxi doing the same thing or Dorian hesitating and doing the same thing. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. No, that's a good point because because one thing about KP's un like like blinding confidence is that I don't think he's afraid, like he's not he he's not gonna wilt in the same way that Maxi did. So yeah, I like that take. Thank you, thank you. I'm tired, so thank I'm you, good. Jason. All right, we'll get some rest. You have a good night, all right? All right, coming up next, going to hustle through. Lance, what do you got? Let's move. I'm tired. All right, so this is the first game, and I'm not saying this is all on him, but he he definitely made an egregious decision in the fourth. Uh, that fourth quarter was on Rick, I think, mostly. Uh, leaving Kleba. I know people keep saying that Kleba stinks and Kleba's out. Well, guess who's in charge of having Kleba in the game? Sure, 100%. Carlisle. Oh yeah, uh, Dub- couldn't believe World- he was on Willie Cauley Stein is also sorry. I just want to say Willie Cauley Stein is just. I know he's lovable, he's fun in the regular season, but in the playoffs he should not be in a rotation. I know that's not on Rick, mm-hmm. but I, I just think they should just went back to Bobon for just try it one more time. And there's a reason why Willie Cauley Stein and, and uh, Cleveland were both uh, negative thirteen in tonight's game, which is by far the worst of any Maverick tonight. And it's just it's hard to watch, and then. Going on Jalen Brunson, once again, I love him. Great, uh, really good bench player. You know how I know he's not a starting point guard in the NBA? He got ripped by Luke Kennard in an ISO situation. That was – like, uh, I was I was, I was, was despondent sitting in my chair because it was just like like Luke Kennard, who hadn't played, and thank God didn't bury them with threes because the looks he had were good. But 
yeah, that was something. That was something. Yeah, well, thank you, Lance. What, what else had, you got? So. That, that was mostly right. what I had. Game seven is scary. I really don't know what to expect anymore. Uh, me either. All right, thanks, buddy. Yeah, the games. Yep. Well, the the funny part about like Sunday games and Mavericks don't go together, as we who come to this locker room often have talked about. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Xavier. How you doing, X? I'm like, I'm doing better than anticipated, honestly. Um, maybe because I'm so I don't know. But look, man, we're we're giving the front office gave Rick Carlisle a super soaker and told him to go invade Normandy, like. Come on. At a certain point, there's just – look, honestly, but if there's one small adjustment, I would say we got to win those non-Luka minutes, and I've seen enough Jalen Brunson. I love him. He's a great rotational piece, but L.A. is just too – they're too long. They're too physical. He's not getting shots off against those guys. Honestly, give Trey Burke, like, a five-minute stint. You know what I'm saying? And you know very early on with Trey if it's one of those nights where he has it, but at least – he can give a little bit of dynamic play because, honestly, like you said the other night, man, they know what's coming with Jalen. And, honestly, Jalen doesn't look to pass. So, if you can't get your own shot and you're settling for terrible fadeaways and shit and you're not getting your teammates involved, then, honestly, he's just he's just a negative out there. Give Trey Burke a couple minutes. I mean, shit, you were willing to start Boban. Why not give Trey Burke a couple minutes? But, honestly, but no, you, you see why, you see why, like, why I'm just like, like – why I'm just still so much madder at Donnie Nelson than I am everyone else because we're talking about oh they should go to to Josh Richardson they should go but to it's, to the to the you know Willie Cauley Stein who was on the scrap heap and then to to uh, Burke and I I don't disagree but I'm just saying like if these are options it's dark. I mean look let's let's be frank here we're playing Monday morning quarterback we're playing the results sure. But- it was never about a deep playoff front. It was about keeping the powder dry for what was potentially set up to be a really loaded free agent class this offseason, right? Two As years ago, n- now terrible planning. N- well, not necessarily, because look. I, it hasn't worked the entire time. That's And uh, that's why I hate it. It just hasn't worked. So you, know, you just don't keep going, you know, you don't keep getting punched in the face by the same bully. Like, but, duck. But- but the other, but the other alternative is you you overpay for guys that are is instantly turned into toxic assets. Like, I mean, real, like the Knicks. Do you think the Rams get a, a max contract? I don't right now. Yeah. They're going to clamor. Yeah, give them the money. Give them the money. But we all know that's probably not the best thing. So look, I'm I'm happy that we didn't lock ourselves into any bad long term money outside of KP. And so this is all about look. Let's just let's get into the playoffs. Let's get our guys some more some more reps in the playoffs, and then let's see, you know, let's see if we can get another star in the offseason. Now, now that the free agent class looks weak, now we're like, well, we should have we should have signed this guy, we should have signed that guy. But had there been a, a, a more loaded free agent class available, we'd be kicking ourselves in the ass that we, you know, we locked up all our money into some secondary, tertiary level players when, you know, there was potentially better players out there. But look, at the end of the day, we knew we weren't going to get seven good games out of out of our rotational players, we only mm-hmm. need four. And guess what? We got an opportunity to get a fourth game out of our rotation players, and we shot the lights out two games already this se- this series. 
Very unexpected. So guess what? We got to bank on the unexpected, right? Because they're a more talented team than us. So on paper, they should beat us. They should have already been done with us. The fact that we even had the opportunity to steal a game seven means we're, we're punching above our weight class and we got a fighting chance and we got Luca. So all is not lost. If before the series started, I said, Kirk, we're going to have a game seven in L.A. for the chance to go to the second round, you would have taken that every day of the week. I know everyone here would have. So, yeah. hey, No, you're it, right about that. Doesn't matter how we got here. We got here because guess what? All right, maybe we gave away game six, but we fucking survived game five, and we had no business winning game five. So however we got here, we're here. We have 48 minutes to potentially go to round two. Fuck it. We got Luca, So we got a chance, and at the end of the day, that's enough to be happy about, and we'll worry about everything else after that. You know what I'm saying? I do. Thank you, as always. All right, Kirk. All right, coming up next, Cameron. How's it going? Yeah, we're doing okay. So I guess my question just is, I mean, just following the theme of the night so far, is like what exactly are we doing with KP? Because, I mean, I, I have to feel that there's a better use for him than just seemingly standing in a corner for almost the entire time he's out there. And, I mean, it's, like, he has his faults. He hasn't been great either. But, like, I mean, it's just, it's tough to watch right now. It is. It is. So, let's go through kind of the available options. So, post-up game. Um, I don't have the points per possession in front of me, but prior to this game, uh prior to this game where he took one post-up attempt and missed, he was he was scoring 0.5 points per possession. So he would score one point per every, that's basically one point, like one point per every two post-up shots. One point. So he's basically like like one out of every four um, is yeah. the math there. That's horrendous. Uh, he just, he's not, it, they, they just have length to bother him. It's not working out for him. Um, high screen roll which I wish they would sort of try more of. But what is happening is they're flooding back on any sort of trap of Luca uh, to get right in his face. Now, what one of the listeners was talking about earlier is I'd rather have KP there and his kind of unwavering confidence to take that shot than, you know, Dorian or Maxi. And that's an option. Exactly. And that's something I think they, they I'd rather lose trying that than some of the other stuff. I think that that might be their best option. Like, Third option feel- is KP needs to roll to the rim more. They're not doing it. I think it's for health reasons. And if it's for health reasons, then a big part of what made him functional is on offense, at least, is not like that's a concern beyond this season. Um, I do mind some of the corner stuff because they've done some interesting action out of it. I don't like this much of it at this point. So yeah. I, they just they need to try some different stuff. He can't get his own shot. That's that just. Yeah, every time he dribbles, Kawhi ends up on him. Kawhi's picked his pocket twice. He should never dribble with Kawhi. I mean, nobody should really dribble with Kawhi. It's not just him. So it's it's like those are kind of the available options. I, I don't I, I don't really know what else they could try with him. Does anybody? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested for for solutions. You know, we I could mean, go. We, we could coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Like like you said, it just feels like there's like a lot of him just kind of standing in the corner. And and like you said, like I guess there's really no like perfect solution to it right now, but it just feels like for a guy who 
at worst is probably our third best scoring option behind Luca and THJ. And that's at worst, mm. I would say. Sure. Like it's, it's, I, I feel that there shouldn't be a scenario where, you know, Brunson, Dorian and Boban are all getting more shots. Yes. Good, got, uh, got, yes. Wholeheartedly he got, agree. He got seven shots today. I think six last game and they won last game. So it worked out, but I mean, it's just in the long run, like, especially against a team like the Clippers, like it's like they, they have to find a way to better utilize them. I feel. And, um, another thing just from tonight, like, like I thought Dwight Powell was so, so good last game. And mm-hmm. what did he play tonight? Did it, like, was it less seven than minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. Like seven minutes. Yeah. And it's just like, I felt like he got a quick hook tonight. And especially like late in the game, like I mean, people have mentioned it before. Like like Maxi just, I love Maxi, but he just doesn't have it this series. And sure. I know like defensively the numbers are terrible when you know Dwight and KP have been on the floor together uh, this season. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I liked what Dwight did a lot last game. I would like to have seen him get some more run in this game. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you know it's neither here nor there now. Hopefully we bounce back. Game seven. Yeah. No. I wouldn't mind seeing it too, even though I'm kind of worried about it. But thank you, Cameron. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right. Coming up next, Sam. Sam, what you got? You know what? I'm mad mad as hell right now, but I'm just going to think about game seven. Because, listen, we have to remember that. Do you remember when the the game uh, four game winner, Luca hit? Against the Clippers last year, you sure. always win on a Sunday. So, was that a Sunday? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It was a Sunday game. Yep, it was a Sunday so game. We got, afternoon, right. good call. And two thirty early afternoon too. I like this. This is a good fresh take. Appreciate it. So we 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 got to and listen. I've I've been confident in this team. I I always thought that we we, we could beat this Clippers team because uh, I think okay. Are, they are they're a better overall team. Simple as that. I mean, Donnie sucks. I I, I don't want to get started on him. I'll, I'll worry about off season and off season. I'll, I'll worry about the season right now when it happens. But Donnie sucks. Okay, simple as that. <laughs> um, next, because I he's putting the whole coaching staff and players in a horrible position. It's an, I I don't blame the players. I don't blame Vinny Smith. I mean, I get mad at them during the moment, but I mean they can't. They're asking them too much. Like everybody said, they're asking them like, "What the hell do they expect?" Like, I, what gets me mad is why? Why is Maxi Kleber shooting pull-ups? Why the simple stuff like why is um Willie they're, they're trying to make Willie Cauley Stein some elite rim protector, but he's not. He's not the elite rim protector. He's not. He's just simple center. I don't know what he was in Sacramento, and it was not that now. Simple as that. Well, I mean, but, he wasn't really much of a player anywhere before. Like, this is my beef. I mean, the two no, guys I mean, they signed with their mini mid or their mid level exception were guys that weren't on teams prior to the bubble. And I guess because Willie Collins Stein, like, they didn't want him in Golden State because he's he's a, he's so talented, but he just can't put it together. And he's been pretty good, but it's still there. It's uh, your point is they're relying on people to do some things that they aren't good enough to do. Yeah, it makes me it makes me horribly angry, and then uh, and then I feel bad like. Why are we playing Dwight Powell? Okay, I know that he doesn't match up well the Clippers and stuff. Okay, but listen, the whole at the end of the regular season, this guy was playing amazing with Luca, right? Sure. 
I, and then at the beginning of the playoffs, usually it's no minutes. Like, why? Oh, it's I mean, I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And I, I said this in the afternoon chat. In the regular season, in his minutes this year, he is giving up north of 85% at the rim for all other teams. And so the team that's been carving us up at the paint, there is concern for why he shouldn't be in there. Now, the argument is that he is a pure ball of energy, and it's what what harm is it going to do? <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay, I, okay. listen, the longer we're going to be the Clippers of Game 7 on Sunday, we got to outscore them. we got to score 120 points plus. I don't, I don't see us winning another hard and grind game like today. The Clippers were just missing three. They were. Like, we were missing open shots, but they, they were too. Well, I mean, Marcus Morris was over, over, and then uh, Nicholas Batum was over too. And Luke Kennard, I don't know what the hell they to pay that guy how much money just to do that. Well, he, I, I thought it was good. But, I mean, he hit he hit forty percent of his threes in Detroit while shooting eight a game. So, there's something there. He should have hit more, anyhow. I don't know. I, I would love him as a Maverick. But, you know. <sighs> well, he's a white guy. He'd get rotation minutes. Oh, I didn't say that. It's been almost an hour. So, nobody, <laughs> you know. Man, All right. I'm having a good Man, I'm optimistic for Sunday. And let's go, Mavs. Game 7. Luke, game thing, buddy. Thanks for coming on. No problem. All right. Coming up next, my friend and repeat caller, Kiva. What's happening tonight, my friend? The audio gonna work? No. Try to rejoin here. If the audio doesn't work, I'll bring you back up. Um, Clemen, what's going on? Hey, greetings from Slovenia. Great, great. Actually, not that great regarding the loss. Just wanted to point something out about it. We always say Dallas is winning. Uh, sorry, winning by three, dying by three. But technically, they are dying. And winning by Luca. Sure. Today he was doing too much in defense, which was quite obvious. Kawhi picked him up several times, rejected the screen. Nobody helps. Dorian tried several times, but not aggressive enough. That was the game. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, at that point, I mean, I I actually think like overall, when Luca settles in on defense, he's a lot better. It's just he doesn't actually do that that often because he's conserving his energy. And the next step in his evolution as a player is getting into peak shape. I have heard, I have, let's just say I have heard that his eating habits resemble that of what you would think a 22-year-old person eats that's in college. Um, And so I think if he, (laughs) you know, he's a young man, he'll figure this stuff out. Um, This, these two series have been, you know, playoff series have been real learning experiences for him. I, I, there's just so much potential for him. Um, and I really like watching him play when he settled in. I, I kind of think on offense tonight, he just didn't want to force it because there are a couple of those drives that he kicked out where I just couldn't believe he didn't take the shot. Yeah, but he was trying to be a 3 and D sure. guy and at the moment. He's not yet. Not yet. He's not there, there yet. No. He will be in year two, maybe three, but yeah. not today. Well, my, my favorite play that he made on defense was when he got like broadsided was arguing with the ref and then came back and stole a pass. It's like, hey, it's the first time he's actually, you know, gotten a steal. <laughs> he had year. four steals. Yeah. So that was not four bad. Four steals. He really, yeah. yeah, his hands were good tonight. His hands, yeah. The Mavs defense was not, the pro- well, I mean, quiet 45. The The Mavs defense was not, was a less of a problem than the offense to me. 
Yeah, true. But when they when Kawhi goes off like that, it's time to double. Sure, oh, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah, he scored twelve points and he didn't miss a single sure. shot. So it was all twenty nine in second 20, half. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So yeah, thank you for having me. Bye bye. All right. Good night. Thanks. Um. All right. Coming up next, let's try to bring a keep up again. See if the apple worked for him this time. How are we doing? There we go. I think I heard you there. Oh, yes, yes. Hi, Kirk. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. I don't know what happened the first time. It happens sometimes Uh, on the. Yeah. Kirk, uh, uh, you're definitely right that uh, Luca is not in good enough shape to to play well consistently or to to play at his level consistently, but he does have uh, a grand piano on his back uh, named Rick Carlisle. Go ahead. And I I do think they can pull out game seven because Luca I think will come out aggressive. And when he does that and on the road, uh, when there's a big challenge, I think he uh, we could win. Uh, again, with the proviso that uh, Carlisle is still the coach. Uh, the uh, uh, tell, tell me if I'm wrong. Every possession that Luca has that doesn't result in a pick and roll quickly is kind of a wasted possession. I mean, it, there were some, there were some of those tonight where the ball escaped his hands. And like, there was one early on in the first where like Dorian drove for like a 10 footer. And like, that was just bizarre. There were so many, you know, so many wasted. I, I'm, I, I've had the box score up and I just keep scrolling through it. And if there's a if there's a theme against the Clippers, it's wasted opportunity, and that goes throughout like the entire roster. It was very frustrating, and I, but I I tend to agree because it, what, what I would like to see, and Luca needs to want to do this. I would like to see Luca as a screener a little bit more, but then they need to have a yeah. ball handler who can do it. And yep. and the Brunson minutes with Luca have been in season; they're actually amazing. Against the Clippers, Brunson minutes with Luca have been bad because they just target Brunson. So it's it's tough. I I don't know what the adjustments are. And another thing, uh, I live in New York. I used to, I I watched Porzingis's every game the first three or four years in New York. He was a he wild was athlete. In those unbelievable, games. unbelievable, and a demon on defense. Other than committing stupid fouls uh, a lot of times, but a great player in defense and. He used to set picks for nobodies all game long. I don't see him doing that. It's like, and that's part part there in the coach, I believe. Uh, the other thing, I know you, you guys don't like or don't take seriously Boban as a player, but I always thought he should play a lot more. He sets good screens. That's he one. sets good screen. He sets great screens. He's just all he has to do on defense is stand there with his arms up. He got like three or four offensive rebounds tonight. He just he's, didn't finish. He struggled got, on the finishing. That was that yes, was. yes, yes. But he does have good hands. Luca does find him inside. Mm-hmm. And when when Porzingis, I think the only chance we have to stop the Clippers uh, uh, on the inside is with Boban and Porzingis. They didn't look bad. They it look looked bad. good. Yeah. It, looked, it looked like it looked like the Clippers. Didn't like to play against that. It really feels like that. But he, Boban only played 17 minutes. 
he's got to play at least 25 minutes, and most of them with Perzingis. That could make a difference, but I think Carla is too stupid to see that. Or and he doesn't, he doesn't stick with anything that really works. You know, he's just well, they get crushed in transition. When when him and 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 Porzingis are in the game, they just get crushed in transition. Yeah, but you gotta neither... give, but you gotta give up something to get something else. I agree with you, but but we just get a lot more with Boban and Porzingis together there. The other thing, I don't want to see Coley Stein. I don't want to see Josh Richardson. I don't understand what these people are calling for. Except Josh Richardson is useful in the last minute to hit foul shots. Yes, he's maybe. a good free throw shooter. Yeah, he best, is a good free throw shooter. Yeah, best one on the Mavericks. But yeah. other than that, I don't want to see him on the floor. And there were some ugly lineups out there tonight. Really <laughs> ugly. The players are just so limited. It, like that that start of the fourth quarter. I'm going to go watch it again, probably after I get off here. And it was just like, what are y'all doing? All of them. Like Timmy even, who had – Timmy took a foul line, 15-footer, that ricocheted off the backboard like he was a child, like just throwing a ball at the wall. It was yeah. rough. Yeah. So, But every play with Luca has to be an early pick and roll. I don't get it why he even has to ask for it. Or, or maybe he doesn't want it every play. It has to be. That's on the yeah. coach too. That's I think he's tired. Coach. I mean, like, like he played forty-one minutes and he looked gassed. And yeah, it, it's he was chattering more tonight than he has all season, or I'm sorry, all playoffs really. And I bet next game he gets ten free throws by by the third quarter because some of the stuff that happened tonight is part of playoff basketball physicality. I think it was it was even like the the clip like Boban like murked uh uh pours, um. Kawhi a couple of times, like just crushed him, and there were no calls. And I, was, I just found myself really surprised that the game went that way. But I, I don't know. It's like everybody says. So, friend of the podcast, Matt Moore, who's been on a few times, HP Basketball on Twitter, and also works for the Action Network, has been you know throwing stats at me about how Kawhi's actually kind of rough in Game Sevens. But also, the last time the Mavs played a Sunday afternoon matinee game, they won by fifty points against Clippers. <laughs> and I, then I, you. I wouldn't be surprised if 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 Luca pulls out Game Seven, but I think they're done after that. Unfortunately, it's just <laughs> I mean because there was a stat today that talked about not stat, it's like a scheduling quirk with the way the NBA is throwing this stuff out there. Had they won tonight, they would have played uh, Utah on Sunday regardless. Right, but there would have been a three day break between games two and game, or I'm sorry, game two and game three, something like that. But now, because they go to Game Seven, the Mavericks then if if whoever wins that series basically plays every other day from here on out for the rest of the playoffs, and that yeah. doesn't the Mavericks just don't have the horses. I, I, no question, no question. So that's a problem. Well, thanks for coming up again. I'm glad we got the app to work. Thank you, thank you, Kirk. All right, have a, have a good night. All right, Landon, what's going on? Uh, can you hear me? How are we doing? <clears throat> yep. Good, good, man. How are you doing? I'm uh, a little better now. We talked yeah, through all yeah. these things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm um, kind of like everybody else. I'm a little frustrated, but just like everybody stated, I'm not really too worried. Uh, I've got a couple things, a couple things probably piggybacking off of everybody uh, else. That's fine. Go right ahead. I'm just going to run through a couple things. Yeah. So, both teams today were so bad at shooting the wide open threes. And I think the Clippers missed every single corner three where they were like standing in front of the Mavericks bench. I don't know if it was our rookies like chattering in their ear, but 
I feel like both teams missed so many threes. And on that, like uh, kind of what we did in game five, we didn't run that zone defense the whole game, but we kind of ran it every now and then to mm-hmm. kind of stop their like momentum that they had. So I was kind of wondering, like, especially when they were shot 29% from three today, why we kind of stopped that frequent zone defense. And uh, doing that would also probably help Kawhi not torch us from the mid-range game. I think he only missed, like, what, one mid-range shot, and all of them were pretty much contested for the most part. So I kind of don't know why we kind of stopped that frequent zone defense. Um, my next thing is in Game 5 also, like, that, the, the Dwight Powell and Luka pick and rolls where, you know, Luka keeps the defender on his hip and then he just kind of reads the interior defense once he gets into the lane. Like, I didn't see that, like, at all tonight. And it was so effective in Game 5. And at that also, I don't know if, like, what you were saying, Luka was putting so much effort on defense today that, like, he didn't really drive the ball very much where we really feed off whenever he drives and he gets us that those, like, kind of easy two points. A couple other things, definitely – Jalen Brunson's worst stretch of the year. All year, he's been so big for us. And this it just it's kind of frustrating because just in this series, it just looks so unlike him compared to the season that he's had for us this year. Um, yeah, Josh Richardson, I love him. It's just terrible offense. It just seems like he's forcing the ball every time he gets it. Yep. And, um, yeah, I think everybody – I'm speaking, speaking for everybody, and y'all, I've heard a couple people say about it, talk about it too, but Boban – I mean, he's a big guy. I mean, he's 7'4", but, like, I feel like I see him getting hit in the face every single time he goes down low, and he's just kind of getting no calls at all. So, I mean, yeah, that's frustrating, too. And uh, tonight, especially, when Luca hit somebody wide open, I felt like we weren't really guns blazing like we have been. Like, I feel like everybody, especially Maxi, just kept catching the – he kept, like, catching the ball and, like, hesitating. It's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, catch and shoot, mm-hmm. man. Like – um, and the last thing I think that I have is just our offense was so impatient tonight, especially when Luca was off the court, like we were forcing shots and we just kind of looked confused. And I mean, we've lost, we looked lost all series whenever Luca's off, uh, on the bench and just those bad, we just had a lot of bad turnovers tonight that just weren't, that just wasn't really kind of like us. Uh, it didn't look like us in the, um, the rest of the season or the rest of the series, excuse me. And you said, I don't know what was going on with that lineup that we had fourth quarter to start the, to start Mm -hmm. the quarter. But it was, I didn't, I didn't, I did not. That's when I started getting scared. I wasn't really worried about anything the whole game. And then whenever we had that lineup, there was nobody like Jalen Brunson. Again, everybody said it too. Like we all love him and he is so big for the season, but, he was the guy that we were like, all right, well, you know, drive to the lane, but, you know, it's their defense is so good as well. But just, you know, him and Jay Rich and Maxi hesitating and uh, I don't know, just that lineup to start the fourth. And I think we didn't sub Luca into like, like what, nine minutes, seven minutes into the fourth. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, just all those. That's, that's the notes that I have on that. Sure. But do you have anything to kind of piggyback on any of those things that I just, I just said specifically, like maybe like the, Dwight Powell, Luca, like pick and rolls that we didn't see at all tonight. They are just so long. The Brunson stuff, it, it ties into their length. And they're yeah. so, like, Kawhi, and, uh, Kawhi is such a menace off ball. And not only that, he gets away with murder. 
um, in terms of physicality. So it just it, it causes the Mavericks to second guess everything. Uh, and they, you know, this is the most Kawhi had guarded Luca. Thank goodness it's a weekend, or we'd have to hear first take talking about how Luca can't deal with Kawhi, yada yada yada. Um, but it was, it's just you know that those things really stand out to me. I, I bet we see some wild stuff. I just do. Um, Carl has his his the biggest criticism I have leveled at him over the years is that he has a tendency to stick with something a bit longer than he ought to in almost all situations. Think back to the early part of the year. They forced Dwight into the lineup, Dwight Powell, when that man could not play. He just couldn't play. And they they gave it like 20 games. And then he just didn't play forever. And then all of a sudden, because I guess, you know, it's like an Achilles injury seems to be an 18-month recovery. He's finally starting to look better and they get him back in it. And it's just, I don't get it. I, I, I just, I don't know. that Those sorts of things will stand out. Um, but I just keep coming back to the fact that, that I'm still not, you know, when Xavier's talking about how I'm still kind of surprised the Mavericks are in this at all. Like I should be, I talked about like the last group chat was like, like we called it house money. Cause like, Oh, we're playing in, with the lead. This is great. And this is why I have house money is to gamble with a little bit and lose. I just, I, we're going to be frustrated if they lose either way, but this is just such a weird series. And I, I just find myself disappointed without knowing where to put all that and we like to assign blame because as we should because people are responsible but i just keep coming back to the fact that the clippers are (laughs) yeah like i mean it has been again i agree like there's i don't know how we're still in it but damn has this series not been so entertaining these games like how many how many lead changes were there were like in there was like tonight, 18 lead game, like, It was nuts. It was nuts. It was, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. I was doing my whole thing. Like, you know, I, I got rid of my bad luck beers anytime we were going through like a dry run, like, you know, a stretch where we couldn't score, you know, I'd get another drink, try to start it. Cause sometimes that jump starts. I don't know. I'm a very superstitious guy. So I, like, I'm with you. I'm with you there. <laughs> I got to try everything. Sit down, stand up, try a new seat. Like, but, oh, well, you know, again, like, like I said, I'm not worried. It doesn't sound like everybody else's too worried because game seven and I don't really want to jinx anything sure. um, about, you know, especially playing the Staples Center. But uh, also, if anybody knows anybody out here, I'm in San Diego. So uh, if anybody knows the hookup for any tickets, I'd gladly be the rowdy Maverick fan to get things going. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining, Landon. Hey, thank you so much, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. All right. Now what I'm next, still got quite a few people to get through. It's late, but it's Friday. My son will wake up in like five hours and I'll try to fall back asleep on the couch so we can talk for a while. I don't mind. Coming up next is AJ. How are you? Hey, hey, man. Um, calm down a little bit since the game. I was actually at the game tonight. Um, crowd, crowd was great. It was, you know, um, it was it was a it was a good atmosphere and environment, and you know, crowd was rocking. So, um, but you know, I it's I just feel like this was the game that you know we needed to win. Um, it, uh, this was the game that you know that you know looking at the stats and look at some of the things and how it played out right i mean they shot the clippers shot only 30% from 3 today right and they barely got points in the paint i think it was like 28 or 30 points in the paint something like that and and yeah. their bench combined for like i think it was 6 points or something uh total off their bench and you put all that together and this is this is really the game that we needed to have, right? Like this is this was a very very winnable game, 
and and you know there are moments where we were, we were playing well, but it just <laughs> it, this I think you know we're gonna look back and say I think you know this could have been you know the put away game and we we should have just we should have you know closed it out here and and moved on, but you know it is I guess it is what it is. Um, it, you know there is there's another point I wanted to make about Rick and his coaching and and look I love Rick. He's he's a great coach, you know. Obviously, he's he's got a lot of basketball knowledge more than, you know, I'll ever have in my life. But there are a couple of things that he did in the fourth quarter that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point around I think it was seven minutes or something left in the fourth quarter, and we were on a little bit of a mini run. And uh, Tim Hardaway just had an end one layup, and then on the other end, I think Reggie Jackson had a turnover or something. And the crowd at that point was rocking. Like we were just, I mean, I was there. We were all excited. And Rick, out of nowhere, just calls a timeout. Interesting. And I got multiple DMs about this, but I don't know if I noticed this in the game. Keep going. Sorry. He, I mean, like the crowd was just amazing. It was, there's momentum building. Um, we had just taken the lead. It was, it was 85 or 80, 85 to 84 at the time. And and it was it was the the momentum was building up and then all of a sudden, you know we I think I was looking at the timeout situation too. There we had four timeouts left and Rick was probably trying to be smart and be like, hey, I can probably get Luca a blow here by calling a timeout and then calling again at about you know four minutes and then you know I can take my two timeouts into the last two minutes like you know like the rules allow. But it 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 was just the wrong time to call a timeout because we were we were we were you know in a groove, you know, the crowd was hot and, and I don't, it was, it just seemed very ill-advised and inexplicable to me, uh, um, why he, why he would have called that timeout. And I noticed Luca was absolutely incensed that he called that timeout. I don't know if mm. you could see it on TV, but no, being in the stadium, being in the stadium, I, he was, he was, he was looking at, uh, Rick with his hands, like palms out, like, what are you doing? Like, why did you just call that timeout? Um, and and that you know that that I think more so than anything probably killed a lot of our our momentum there that I think you know could have you know propelled us yeah. to a win tonight. Um, and we never and we never really recovered after that. I feel like you know at, from that point you know Kawhi kind of just took over, and we never really got back into it. You know, to a point where it was it was kind of just you know we we were. We were just out. I mean, Kawhi was just God mode in the fourth quarter, really. But I, I, that that really bothered me. And, and and a smart coach like Rick, who you know understands you know the game and the game flow and has been in many of these games, I I was just I, I was dumbfounded why he took that. I'm looking out. at the box. I remember this now. Reggie Jackson had a, a weak offensive foul. It was not a good call by the refs. I don't think it was a, a foul at all. And then he calls a timeout. And then Luca gets like a 15 footer out of the timeout that he gets hit and doesn't get a foul call. And then it stayed 85 for a couple of possessions, 85, 84. And then Paul George made a pull up and then they took the lead. And then the Mavericks never led again. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like that was, that was, that was a big turning point, I guess you could say in the game where, you know, Luca was, Luca was excited. I mean, like, one of the things I've noticed with Luca is when when he gets flustered, he has a hard time recovering, right? And and kind of right. just getting back and focusing in. And and you see when when Kawhi is just this stoic, you know, emotionless, you know, robot. Uh, I know sometimes it's not sexy and it's not you know uh, marketable, whatever the case is. But like, but his, sometimes that kind of really kind of just helps 
you know, uh, keep the team, you know, keep him, you know, kind of uh, moving forward and keeping the team going. And, and it, it, you know, he, he kind of gets, Luca kind of gets caught up in some of that. Um, and, and it just, I think from that point of the game, we, you know, we just, we just couldn't get it back. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's a good one. Um, Borat in the chat posted the video of what happened and when, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good take. Can't believe I didn't yeah. think of this earlier. Well, yeah. thank you for joining. Yep, man. Thanks, Kirk. Uh, mm-hmm. Wishing you had better news, but we'll look forward to Game Seven. You know, I'm still, still have hope. You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll cheer, cheer for our guys and um, hope we can overachieve and and win this win this series, man. That's right. Thanks for hanging out, Andrew. Tell me you got something good. Uh, one good stat. Hopefully, hopefully, give us some hope. The Mavs are 29 for 33 of their last free throws. That's a good one. S- the problem is the Clippers have shot 53 free throws the past two games. Sure. Yeah, that'll happen. The one other Carlisle question, AJ had a great point. Uh, I was curious why he didn't play Porzingis when Luca sat. Both Luca and KP sat at the same time, both quarters. I don't know. I did that. I mean, that's part of why those offenses, like those lineups were trash. I mean, I mm-hmm. they don't those guys don't pass the ball to KP, which is a different problem we've already talked about. But he at least provides some additional spacing, and there just was. And one last thing, I just w- went back and looked at it too. After that timeout with uh, seven thirteen to go, no Mav outside of Luca scored the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's rough work. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens Sunday afternoon. Either the Mavs continue the undefeated staple streak and we'll move on, or we lose bad and changes will be made. We'll see. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Have a good one. Okay. Keep flying through. Chris, you were at the game. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I called an earlier pregame. I was driving to the game. I, I went tonight. Just, man, frustrated as heck. Just, I really felt like that first half, just things were going good. Man, I feel like I, I'm i not the bad luck guy, but because I went to game three as well, and my YMCA basketball Snapchat buddies are like, stop going to the game, you know, you're bad luck. <laughs> I know I'm not because I didn't go to game four, but this is just frustrating. It was 67-60, and I was all, okay, we, we, we got this. And I'm, you know, Snapchatting my wife because I just went solo today. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're on a good run right now. And then after that, we like, we didn't score for a while, but that stretch, the offense, there was a terrible play where Dorian fumbled a pass. Like Luca took an awful three to yeah. try to really like put some ice in the cake and it barely grazed rim. And then Dorian fumbled a pass and it ended up with Bobon taking like a four foot floater. That was really, really bad too. And then the Kawhi scored. Uh, five points, and then it was a timeout. It was just lot. And the Brunson hitting, I mean, missing both free throws, and then just missing some uh, some layups. I mean, God, and I don't know. Tim Hardaway Jr. had a pretty good game tonight. I think it was just this. This just was a game that we could have had. Like he did pretty good tonight. I mean, it's just frustrating. I, I but I just don't get towards the end of the game. What? Why didn't not, they not? Uh, you know, trap Kawhi quicker, like double team him. Once he made that first three, like with, you know, a few minutes left to go in the game, why didn't they just go ahead and start doubling him? Just get the ball out of his hands. Let, 
let pandemic P like let his head, you know, sh- I, I feel like Paul George would have choked if it was just on him, you know, to make, to make the big shots like towards the end of that game. I'm just, uh, man, why do we, why do we let Kawhi beat us like that? Um, I know he's unstoppable. Like I know he's the Terminator and all. It's just annoying. It's just like he's just the shots that he makes are so routine. They're just like shooting drills. Yeah. Like he, he look, yeah, he looks very, so efficient. Yeah, Ugh. I don't really have a good answer. I yeah. don't. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like when they were passing out of it, when they when they did double him earlier in the series, I want to say it was Game Four, particularly out of the elbow. That was when Marcus Morris just buried corner three after corner three on the on the kind of mismatch, like once it was that sort of thing. So, yeah. That was that game for, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. here's the thing. Last thing. Sunday, this is poetic justice. All those Kings games, all those Sunday games, we're going to win this one. We're going to win this one. I mean, we haven't been out of the first round, obviously, in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have a good feeling. I said earlier, I had a good feeling, you know, poor Zingles was going to go off. I, how many points did he have? And I, I don't even know. I got to look it up, but. I think I really have a good feeling. Just all the crap that we've gone through this, this season with the, those Sunday games too against those bad teams, like mm-hmm. you know, payback on Rondo, payback from last year Clippers beating us Sunday games. Like I think it all come down and like our role players are going to step up. I mean, this is wishful thinking, but they're going to have to, man. Like th- it's time to step up. Like Luca can't do everything, and it, he had what twenty nine points tonight. But uh, I don't know. I feel like things are going to. It's our it's our turn now to win again, you know. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. Nobody's. This is the first time in NBA history that all the road uh, teams have, uh, you know, won. So this yeah. is this is this is nuts. So, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for letting me come on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Sure thing. Yes. All right, coming up next, DJ. The app gonna work for you tonight. All right, we can hear you. At least we could. Hey, what's up, Kirk? Uh, I'm a little better. I was pretty bummed about the loss, but um, after hearing everybody else's thoughts, I'm a little bit better. Um, just I didn't really get to watch the game. I was watching the tail end of it because I was working. But um, looking at the box score, um, you just you can't let Reggie Jackson beat you when Kawhi's already beating you. So, the Reggie Jackson stuff I thought was kind of interesting. Reggie Jackson tends to think he's the best player alive. And so, (laughs) letting him shoot a ton, I mean, they need to play better defense on him. He did get a lot of just ridiculous looks. But he also just kind of... Yeah, and and also looking, like, Porzingis had seven points off seven shots, like, get out of here dude like this is a closeout game like you gotta show up at least make yourself present you know yeah yeah well i don't know he i i'm pretty mean to him and i didn't hate his performance because i don't think he got a lot of chances but i understand why people are mad because it kind of goes back to the bigger picture of what his role is and how he asserts himself or can't and that sort of thing but I guess we'll be talking about it more. We'll see what happens. We got one game between now and the off season if they lose. So, yeah, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I still feel uh, pretty confident that we can win, but everyone's got to be on their A game. And Luca, like he's got to get some help. Like he's getting yep. it from Tim Hardaway, but you know, Finney Smith, 
KP. Well, even Tim didn't play that well tonight. He had a good first quarter, but he was four of eleven from from three. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah. And in your words, Kleba was a non-contributing zero, which is not a big surprise to me. But we've got to get you know at least something out of him. Yeah. Well, it's just two straight playoff runs where he's looked like he, you know, somebody like took his soul. Can't have that. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, DJ. You got anything else? No, that's all I got, man. Let's go Mavs, and hopefully let's get a win on Sunday. That's right. All right. Have a good one. Brandon, what's up? Hey, can you hear yeah. me? What do we got? I'm getting – I'm hitting a – Oh, me too. So, as uh, as I've been listening here and, you know, getting progressively more tired, uh, my take is that it is time for Rick – to unleash June Dwight Powell. We've never seen June Dwight Powell. So why, like, well, how many? I mean, I, I don't know. All of Willie Cauley's signs. For okay, sure. like it. Um, I mean, I, I get, well, no, we, what, the last game was on Wednesday, right? Uh, the last game was on Wednesday. Yes. So that, yeah, that would have been. Yeah, we won with 22 Dwight Powell minutes. He only got seven tonight. See? There you go. Take proven. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> well, Brandon, you stay out of trouble. You got anything else for us? No, I'm just, uh, again, just appreciative of the therapy because uh, I was very sad after the game. I am less sad now and just hopeful that we can continue our season on Sunday. Me too, man. Me too. We'll talk to you after Sunday's game. You have a good weekend. You too. Later. Mm-hmm. All right. Nicholas, you've been waiting forever. I'm really sorry. I'm good. How are you? I keep muting myself by accident, but I'm all right. Yeah, I just, um, with KP not being able to create his own shot anymore, I feel that we need to make a concerted effort to at least get him 12 to 14 shots in a game especially something like this. I also feel that um, they played really passive tonight. I know that's been said multiple times, but I feel in a game seven, they're going to come out and they're going to play more instinctually and not hesitate as much in a do or die situation. Cause I feel that they played well enough to know that they at least deserve the chance to make it into the second round versus going home this year against the same sure. team that knocked him out last year. Well, the stationary Porzingis shooting thing is something that they could, you know, if he wants to be a 7-3 shooting guard, let's run him off a screen, let him catch, let him shoot. It yeah. cannot be worse than a Maxi Kleba airball two-pointer. It, it just can't be. <laughs> and Yeah, and you know what? He has five inches on Kleba, and he has a higher jump shot, and I feel that he can at least shoot over Kawhi and PG. Sure. Um, and he'll at least, I, I'd rather him hit rim or the back of the rim like he has been doing than, mm-hmm. like you said, Kleba shooting air. Yeah. And yeah. I also feel that Carlisle needs to at least try and play Josh Green at least five to t- uh, seven minutes in a game. Throw him on Reggie Jackson, throw him on one of the guards. He doesn't have to play at PG or Kawhi, but just try and throw him in there for the energy to disrupt the point of attack from the Clippers. Sure. I'm all about a Josh Green weird shit game, you know? 
Yeah, comes in, it, does Josh Green stuff that makes no sense, makes me mad and happy, and feel all sorts of things in like a three minute span. Yeah, he's Australian. You know, he's going to scrap the game up. I mean, look at Joe Ingles and um, I miss it. I'm forgetting his name. Who played for the Cavs? Delhi. Del- yeah, De- yeah. Um, but I, I, it's just frustrating to watch Carlisle be stubborn and. I mean, he throws his veterans in, but I feel that as much like as much trust that he puts in his veterans, he needs to put some of that trust into his rookies as well, sure. because Should they have, have as the season, yeah, yeah, they have as much to prove as the veterans do, and especially in games like this, these are do or die games, and these are make or break, show your worth kind of games for these uh, for these players, right, for sure, but. Yeah, if KP gets 14 shots in a game um, and he still has eight points, you yeah. know, that's KP playing bad, but he, he's efficient. That's what's frustrating, I feel, for most of us is he's shooting 40-something, 50% from the field, but he's only getting six, seven shots a game. If he shoots 40-something, 50% from the field on 14 shots, then yeah. that's that's him getting at least 18 points. Yeah, there's been something all year about when Porzingis makes an early long distance shot that like really like it, it tends to just unhinge the defense a little bit. So yeah, the harm. Exactly. But yeah, that that's what I, I, I feel or that's all I had to say is they're going to come out. They're going to play aggressive. They don't need to be timid and at least get KP 12 to 14 shots. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank thank you. you for hanging out. Oh, yeah, definitely. And thank you for uh, posting these on Spotify because they get me through work. Do they? Sometimes I don't know if I let them go on too long. And, you know, it's just everybody – I hate – I I appreciate that feedback. Sometimes I worry because I'm like, man, I hate hate taking up people's time because they get so many options to listen to these days because I – you know, I always hate marking podcasts to listen to when I don't have time. But, you know, it's just the way it goes. No, no, trust me. The longer the better because I I sit here at work and absorb everything. And I I enjoy listening to everybody's takes and – like everybody says, these help me, especially after a game like today where it just was kind of – it was a pretty low blow for us sure. to lose that. It felt like we had the, had the win and then for it to just be kind of taken out from under us by one player. I right. guess it's just um, how the Clippers felt last game with Luka. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Our, our downloads sink by probably 40 to 60% depending on losses. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to deal with this, but I like about it. Yeah, no, definitely. Keep please keep posting on Spotify because yeah, they're awesome. But we'll do. Thanks, buddy. You have a good night. You too. A couple more folks. AJ, glorious beard in your profile. How are we doing tonight, AJ? Well, if the audio is not going to work, try to quit and rejoin, and we'll bring you back up here. Um, Sonic, what's happening? We'll be able to talk, Sonic. Uh, there's a mute button. Never done that. Awesome. Before. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, everybody else. I'm, it's a disappointing loss. I was hoping that uh, we'd be able to pull this one out, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, the only, so I, 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 real quick, you mentioned you wonder what, whether or not you should post these. I will say 
between you and Locked On Mavs, like I'm craving content. So I've even started going over to listen to Locked On Clippers just to get the opposing sure. viewpoint. So definitely, you know, keep them coming. I like this stuff. Um, and on that note, just as a bit of solace, I guess, maybe to encourage everybody, the Locked On Clippers guys, every time they've talked about it, they talk about how the Clippers just, are terrible on afternoon games, like early games. Mm. They're just, they're not engaged and they just don't have the energy. They said like, it's only those late games that they really consistently have that energy. So that, and it being a Sunday, that's an encouragement, you know? I like that. That's great. I'm glad I, I, we've gone this long because I wouldn't have thought about that. Cool. That's real cool. Anyway, um, I'm going to save most of the rest of the stuff for, like, later. Cause, sure. You know, no, I'll, I'm gonna I'll do these all summer. Don't you worry. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm really enjoying the app. So, y'all have a good right. night. You too, buddy. All right. Last but not least, Sam, who's been waiting a long, long time. What's going on? You got I me? do. You sound good. I appreciate it. Well, I'll try to be quick, like. Obviously, um, disappointing. Like, we had it. But, you know, when you have the Terminator out there, you can't stop him. You know, uh, Rick calling that timeout, uh, his rotations, I, I didn't get it. At this point, Sunday, just got to throw everything against the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. If we got to play Dwight 20 minutes, 25 minutes, do it. If you got to throw Trey Burke out there for even a little three, five-minute spurt to switch it up, do it. Luca. I don't know if he's going to have the energy, but at this point, we've already seen what he does when he's out the game. He's going to have to play at least 43 to 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Just mm-hmm. try to pace him. Um, Tim Hardaway, like, he's the only, I guess you could say, semi-consistent player we got besides Luka at this point. And um, I thought KP was going to have a breakout game today. He didn't. So, listen, like I said, ball to the wall on Sunday. I have hope. It's it's been waning, <laughs> I guess you could say, over the last couple of games, even though we won game five, where we, we pretty much blew it at the end. We should have lost, but we held on. So, at this point, um, I just feel like, cause if, if we win Sunday, do you agree that even if we lose against Utah, the season is, is a success? I mean, I'm at this point pretty... This has just been such a weird season. The the COVID stuff really threw a kink into Dallas's plans. I just can't help but think about that. Um, I feel like this season was a success in that they, they increased their wins. They moved up the, the margins a little bit. It's just our appetite for success continues to grow when you have a guy like Luca. Luca, you know, Dirk was a All-NBA his third season, which was kind of weird, it, particularly if you go back and look at that year, there's, there's, he maybe shouldn't have made it. But Lucas so ahead of schedule that it's warping our perceptions, and it's really easy to get very pissy with what's going on. I am, am often guilty of this, to be honest. So I, I think the season is, is still a success, kind of regardless of what happens Sunday, because pushing these guys to seven is, is nuts. They're, they're just their statistical profile speaks of a team that should have blown Dallas out in four games. Um, and, oh, yeah. and, and so that's where my head is. Oh yeah. And, uh, I mean, the only thing I'm really getting nervous about now, I don't know Luca's personality, except just what I see on, you know, on YouTube and things of that nature on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. But it's going to be a big off season, I think for the Mavericks, just because 
I don't want it to get to that point to where it's almost like LeBron and Cleveland the first time, where he was just dominant, but he had trash around him. And it got to the point to where they were dependent on guys like Mo Williams and, and old Ben Wallace to, you know, help them get to the finals again in the East. And, you know, this isn't the East. <laughs> this is the West. And you got to think about with Steph coming back next year with the Warriors and Clay Thompson. And, you know, we know Zion's going to be up there. Jaws going to get better. It's, you know, the West is it's, – it's hell. <laughs> you know, it's hell just, just to get out the first round just with this series. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have hope. You know, just going to have to pray on it Sunday morning, go to church. You know, put your hands down, pray to the Lord that we can get through this, and then just get ready for Utah on Tuesday. That's that's all I got. You there? Oh yeah, I'm here. I couldn't hear you. How's it going, there you go. That's good. Good. Sometimes the audio app takes a second to switch over. I'm a little tired, yeah. but we're doing all right. It's not. Yeah, definitely tired. Um, man, that was tough. I just hate it, man. Like, we're a better road team. Uh, I just, I don't know. But, you know, this was a pretty even game where, what I think, uh, let me see. We, we had one more field goal attempt than them uh, as far as made field goals. Uh, less turnovers, more assists. We were tied reboundings. The big difference, they had double the free throw attempts that we did. And, you know, I know you, you could probably find a way. They had 28 free throw attempts to our 14. You could probably. But it was it was 14 to 20 when the Mavs started fouling. That that it's got to that's got to be noted when the Mavs started sending them to the line to try to extend the game. It was 14 to 20. I have this in my notes. OK, but it's still okay. six more free throws. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, but it, it was even kind of like the feel of it, too. It was just – it was kind of ridiculous, the the amount of mm-hmm. uh, blown calls or missed calls or whatever, and I was just like, okay, yeah, they're going to just let them play. But, I mean, these are obvious fouls. Even uh, that la- – one of those – that I think the last position where uh, PG got a rebound on Luka where there was obvious contact on the rebound, yeah. but – you know, I don't know. It's just I, I thought that, you know, for us being home, I think the intensity was matched. I mean, obviously, they realized kind of what was state because oftentimes it seems like they're kind of just going through the motions when they're at home. But I thought the intensity was was where it needed to be. So I don't know. I, I do. I do find a little comfort in the fact that we just play better on the road and we've played really I mean, it's night and day different as far as the way we've played in L.A. in comparison to the way we've played at home. But there was there was one kind of uh, observation, right? Um, Luke, uh, you know, he finished with 29, uh, and we, we obviously saw what he did in game five, but he had 37 shots. And I think uh, earlier, like, I think Dalton Drake had a, a room open earlier, and I was listening yep. in, and I kind of fell asleep towards the end, but – he had observation, and when he made it, I was like, you know, kind of makes sense. And it was kind of in alignment with what you've kind of said previously as far as, like, you your belief in that Luca actually prefers to pass. Um, and even though he had 37 shot attempts, you could kind of see that in this game because I'm not going to say mm-hmm. that he wasn't aggressive, but it, it, it didn't match how he was looking 
you know, to, you know, really kind of put his mark on the game, like uh, in game five. What are your thoughts on that? I think he was reluctant about passing, about shooting too much. I, I just, I really don't think he liked that, that sense when he looked at the box score and saw that he shot 37 times. Um, the Clippers just played really good defense on him tonight and goaded him into just, it was the first game all series where I felt that he didn't play at the pace that he likes to play at, where they were rushing him or making him make choices that he didn't want to make. Yeah. And, and it just has that downhill effect because he's, he's the most talented guy on the team. And he had a, you know, his stat line looks great, but I think he would probably tell you there's a lot of decisions that he wish he had back. You know, he kicked one out to Maxi uh, late in the game in the corner. And yeah. that was kind of indicative of the style that I'm thinking of because Maxi had no reason to be in the game, let alone get that shot. But Luca would rather have his teammates reward because he knows that that stuff matters down the, down the line. You know, it's like yeah. giving KP the ball in the game the other night. I mean, You'd think that would propel KP's confidence, and you know KP didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have a you know like a KP game. But it it, it just it's the way he plays. I'm I'm very bullish on that. I, I I you're you're I think you're right to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. But hey, we got Sunday for all the marbles, and uh, you know still go Mavs, man. So we'll get them. Yep. Thanks, He's man. There. All right, folks. You know, nice little hour and forty minute. You know, just group therapy session um this has been fun in so much as uh, it can't be fun after a loss uh we'll be on sunday i have a feeling that i won't be on until sunday night because uh, i don't think my wife is going to be super thrilled about me hanging out doing map stuff all day all right this has been uh it is what it is we're gonna come out and win sunday you guys enjoy your saturday and we'll talk soon bye guys Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.